episode 130 of Board Games with Barry and Hex is all about what we played in October. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Aaron and I talk about the handful of games we played in October, as well as our picks for Game of the Month. Our last few episodes have been reviews of some of those games, so be sure to give them a listen if you have not already. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Aaron talking about what we played in October 2023. I'm ready to fall into this episode. We didn't really fall that much into board games. We didn't. We fell. I fell into Assassin's Creed. That took a lot of my free time that's usually otherwise dedicated to board games. Yeah. So yeah, I played Mirage and Odyssey. Mm, yes, but also Origins. Oh, you beat Origins. You're playing Odyssey. I beat Origins and Mirage, and I'm playing Odyssey. But that's like it's so long. Anyways, so I played 21 games. Mm-hmm. I played 12. I think all of my games are included on your list. Yeah. So the games that I played were Sky Team, Turing Machine. Oh, I meant to do these in alphabetical order. I did not. Sky Team, Turing Machine, Moon, Polynesia, Empire's End, Tiny Towns, Dice Forge, The Downfall of Pompeii, Three Sisters, Top Race, Villagers, Watergate, Pina Pirata, Camel Up the Card Game, Lanterns, Dice, Flip Town, Underfalling Skies, Chomp, Riverside, Naturopolis, and Oh My Brain. And the game that was played the most was Sky Team on Board Game Arena. We played that a few times while we was we were like waiting for stuff. We basically learned how to play it by failing. Yeah, because we thought we knew how to play it. We bought the game at Gen Con. We've played it just a couple times and really liked it. And then Board Game Arena kept telling us that we had failed. We 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 various thought times. We were uncertain as to the specific rules happen. around the plane moving and whether or not you needed to be in the certain ranges and when it moved or only when it moved away from it. Well, and it's like during the round, whatever you would call it. I don't know if that's what they say every round is when you have dice to assign. We weren't, I don't think in our place in the real world, the physical world, we were not assessing things during the round and board game arena is telling us that the rules suggest that you, you assess do. it during. So if you so we both would wait till it was complete die. and then do it. Yeah, if you both play the velocity die, it moves right then. You don't have any chances to modify. Yeah, so there were a lot of little things that we were getting wrong. Um, so that's what we played the most. But anything else, we only played one time. Right. And again, did was not. Your age index one. Was my what? H index. No, it was two because I played Turing Machine on BGA a couple times. And the games that were added, quite a few. And a lot of gifted games. I didn't really ask if we should specify who gave us what. But you know who you are and thank you. We got, it was between gifted games and Kickstarter things. I don't know that I regular bought anything this month. Uh, Cryptid Urban Legends, uh, Gorinto, Imperial Miners. Rum, Flip Town, Camel Up the Card Game, Chomp, Empire's End, Oh My Brain, Watergate, Welcome to New Las Vegas, and Moon. No games were sold yet. And I've been thinking, like, the pile, I've been... It's big. I've been in a aggressive culling motion. And some of those have already been given away to friends and acquaintances that we thought might enjoy them. And I think that's going to continue. I think, actually, some of the gifted games feel like like we played them but they feel like really good fits for people we know and it kind of stays in your stays in your orbit stays in your circle a bit but with people that i think will get more play out of them but i am thinking of like maybe asking in ruel's discord like 
how should I go about selling games? I've never really done that aside from just taking them to half price books. Right. Which is, and it's a, you can always do that. And it would really, you know, solidify my local half price books, board game selection. If I were to sell this stuff there, but I think, I think I might try a little harder to sell them. It's in between that. And then just like flat out giving them flat out donating them because of the hassle. But yeah, yeah taking them to half price that. books is basically flat out donating. It's like donating it, but somehow worse. Now, what is nice about it is I feel like when you do that and then you visit that same location, like now other people come there for board games. Yeah, well, so I, I can imagine build up a bit of a culture there. If you took that whole coal pile over there, they would say that they're like, oh, the Castleton one's good for board games. Right, right, right. Which is exactly the kind of thing that I've commented before. So, yeah, nothing has been sold yet, but I have been really trying to pare down the shelves. Um, where and who with did we play games? We were didn't play that many, so it was really just the two of us, and even not that many places, just at home in the coffee shop. Um, I'm on a bit of a board game arena hiatus. I played those couple games of Turing Machine, played a little bit with you, Sky Team, but I haven't been playing anything else on there recently. Again, really reallocated all my extra time resources to Assassin's Creed, and you know one of the things I was thinking. This is also kind of in line. I don't think we're going to be buying a lot when we go, but the culling is also a little bit in line with we're now pretty certain yeah. that we're going to PAX U fwah, 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 fwah. in really a month because we're recording this in November. And I was thinking, like I said, we were going to travel super light, which that's going to be a whole other, probably a podcast, but like a whole other thing. I think we're going to travel super light when we go. But then I also thought we could probably take three player games yeah that we have because there are some small ones that we had that we haven't played but anyways that's that's kind of a that's an aside about where and who we might play games with in december yeah yeah so moving right along because we're going to keep this a pretty quick and tidy episode since there aren't that many games anyways so we're going to start off with back to the table the game that we would like to play more and i am picking under falling skies i played it solo it is a solo game but we've played it before it's just kind of a co-op talking about the decisions together and doing the planning together which it's it makes for it's decent for that i don't think you could do that with lots of people but for two people it's definitely reasonable to talk over what you're doing and there's a campaign that's in that game like you don't i mean ever really have to play it and that's the reason i'd like to get it back to the table there's a few other games that have i don't want to say hidden campaigns but they have campaigns there in the box that you can play through. And every time I go to play Falling Skies, it's been a while and I kind of decide, oh, I won't play the campaign. I'll just kind of do the basic game. But there's a bit of a story to be had there, some different boards that come out and, you know, change the gameplay a bit. And I feel like we try to get through all of our games every year. And that definitely keeps us away from doing a lot of campaign plays of stuff. And I think I would like to edge closer to being done with playing everything for the year a little earlier. And then the things that we want to go back to kind of have that happen at the end of the year. But we'll see. In any case, Underfalling Side is not a new game. It's been out for yeah. quite some time and uh, always, a, always a favorite. Yeah, you always enjoy it when, it, when you come back to it. Yeah, because you're putting there. It's kind of Space Invaders. There are ships coming down at you. You're using dice to take different actions on the board that are kind of like in your bunker, so to speak. And you, uh, you know, have to work to uncover more of those actions. It's a balance between do you have the energy to do something? When do you shoot planes down? When do you work on 
you're trying to move this track up, which is like alien investigation. So you're trying to get that to the top. That's the actual goal, but you can't die in the meantime. So you kind of have to split your focus and kind of look at your dice rolls and what's going to make the most sense. What can you get the most impact for on every turn and trying to just kind of mitigate the things that happen and just push things to give you just enough space to get through to the end. I lost. Right. All that said, what I played, I, I was not successful. We're going to continue a trend of my back to the table is a game that I lost. Okay. And that is Moon. Um, oh, yeah. I Moon was a new game, and I, I tried to do a thing the first time we played, and I was like, oh, this strategy seems to make sense with the cards that I have, and let's just try to make this we, happen. We did a review of Moon, didn't oh, we? did we? Yeah. I, so thought, I, thought, I, I remember like we talked I about it a lot, so. but I want to bring it back to the table and try it again, because yeah. I, I played it poorly, and uh, but I think it was, it was a fun game. I think there was a bunch in it. Yeah, I want to try the solo for it because that seemed good as well. It was close to now. This is a bit of a spoiler for a few minutes from now. I almost picked it as my game of the month, but then didn't. Oh, well, it still made the episode. Yeah, yeah. But I believe that we put out, unless we're both just collectively imagining that, I believe we put out a review for Moon a little bit ago. Yeah, that makes sense. I think yeah. I think I remember now like talking about it a lot to you. Yeah. Uh, so for What Game May Not Stay for the collection, again... There's kind of a lot, so I'm not even going to go through all of them. I'm just going to pick one, which is Tiny Towns. I played it solo. I already knew I just thought Tiny Towns was okay, but I got it free at eight. Well, I mean, free is questionable. I got it at AEG Big Game Night during Gen Con, and you kind of you go and you pay to get in. You play a bunch of AEG games there and they give you a gift bag of games when you leave that aren't the same games that you played there necessarily. No, but they are the same games as they give your partner who also paid the same amount. Yeah, so you if two you, copies of every game. If you go with someone, but we already got rid of, what did we do with the other one? We gave one of them away that same night, but I don't remember the details. Yeah, we gave all of them away somehow Waffle during Gen Con. Yeah, there was Waffle Time, Number Drop, and Tiny Towns, I think. We gave one set of all those away while we were still at Gen Con. Right. Kept the other set. Uh, number drop, I, it's not, you know, it, it gets to be the game it wants to be. It's not the game I want it to be. So I don't think that one's staying either. Waffle Time is not in the coal pile, but Tiny Towns is. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. I just, you know, uh, you were mentioning something about this to me the other day. Games are idealized work. And that's like, that's a good thing when right. you're enjoying them and having fun, but you kind of also remember that all games are work which is sometimes what's hard about getting new people into a hobby like this or sometimes even video games where it's like well you know what you're gonna do is go over here and take this thing to that person it's like so i'm just running errands yeah. endlessly in my free time and it's and if I, it's idealized it, if you like it then it's very fulfilling and satisfying but if you if it's not idealized then it's it's just work yeah. And I think what's interesting to me, and I know this is a more of a video game episode than than we're accustomed to, but like yeah. it's esoteric when it's good. And my best example is I love running errands in Skyrim and I hate doing it in Starfield. And so it's sometimes oh, hard to yeah. know like what it is about it that makes it enjoyable. Yeah. Why was it satisfying? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you could say that very much for Tiny Towns, where there's other games that are for all intents and purposes rather similar. So right. what's going on there? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this game. I don't like that game. And it's just it's just the way things hit you sometimes. So that's my game that uh, it's not a might not stay. It's it's not staying. It's in that pile. If you had told me which 12 games I would play and yeah. asked me to predict my game of the month before I played the games. OK, my game to Cole 
might have been an, a runner-up for or in the running for Game of the Month. I'm very okay. disappointed by Camel Up the Card Game. Oh, right. It, it just, it had really nice components. Yeah. I loved, they were like with nice plastic camels. They stacked really nicely. Very travel size too. It's like a nice it was small super travel size. Box. And then I just found myself wondering, why wouldn't I just take these nice camels and put them in our Camel Up game? And get yeah. Rid of it. Well, now we don't have Camel Up right now. That's why I wouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but I think it left us just wanting to play camel regular up. Camel yeah. Up. So it just it, and didn't it had this like never-ending right. mechanic where like if the camels got so close to the destination, didn't finish the destination would move. And in our playthrough, that happened like three times. And you know, it was like we were at the end. We were sick of it. It was not idealized work. And we play just two-player. I think that that I don't know if any of the Camel Up games either either version i don't know how many camel ups there are are that great at two player yeah it did have a cool card drafting mechanic and it just didn't uh it is yeah we also played that one at a coffee house that is not my favorite coffee house to play at it is a more studious quiet bring your laptop it felt like we were playing a game in the middle of a library where they served coffee it felt like we like you felt a little loud there the one we usually go to is just more people are meeting there to talk less so than to work so it i think that may have also impacted a little bit the setting like if we had been at home or at the other coffee shop and on a bigger table because you can you create the track for the camels out of cards that's part of how right. the box is so small because there's no board but and you can make it turn however you want to fit any table that you're on which is nice but it is still long yeah and we weren't too sure because things can move backwards we weren't really too sure how much we could get rid of the end of the path or not Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe also the setting probably hold it down a little bit as well. But yeah, I think in two players, it's not as engaging because it's also the way you you're betting or bidding or however you want to say claiming really values. It's just like, well, they get it or I get it. Right. Which makes the math different than if it's three people kind of sharing who was able to get lucky this time yeah I agree. so yeah i think even though they have a two-player in there i just don't think it's a very good two-player game i wouldn't recommend it at two players no nah, but I, I think that you make a good point that we should keep it and play it with more people and see if we like it yeah i it's i would be surprised if it wasn't better with more people and at a bigger table and now the game of the month as i said it's not moon. It was close to being moon. I really, I really liked it. I liked the components. I'm not wild about the artwork. Not that it's bad. It's a very certain style that I don't like as much as I think streets of those three games that have been yeah. made moon villagers and streets. I probably like the arts for streets the most and then probably villagers and probably moon last, but otherwise any case, my game of the month, I'm wondering if it's going to be yours too, was Empire's End. Oh, it's not. Okay. Well, neat. Empire's End came from Kickstarter. It's a John D. Clare, oh, I think, game. And I think it also has Quanti Moria art, which is my favorite board game artist. I'll mostly just buy a game because his name's on it and his art is on it. Cryptid Urban Legends. That's why I bought it. It was also $10 at Barnes & Noble, but that's the whole reason I picked that one up was because it had his art. If you've played in the Year of the Dragon, it's kind of a similar vibe. Over an amount of time, you are trying to avoid or mitigate disasters the best that you can and try to end that with the best standing possible. But you know that 
horrible things are going to befall. It's not like maybe they will, maybe they won't. No, 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 they will. I wasn't sure that I'd like it as much as I did. I think the things that allowed me to like it more were that it, even though there were a lot of events that happened on the track of sadness, it's pretty snappy. Like it goes by pretty quick. There's decisions to be made, but it's not like, analysis paralysis it's not like oh i can't possibly figure out what to do and as you get more towards the end your board state is varied from the people around you when you start it's all very similar and as it gets more varied you're not going for the same things anyway because i don't really like a game that becomes more cutthroat as you go on right so i like that it becomes probably probably less cutthroat as you go on and you're just doing your own thing yeah, I think I, I had a lot of fun playing it, and you, you're right. It's not my game of the month. It could have been. I knew when you said that yours was going to be mine that, that it was incorrect because you do you did not like playing my game of the month. Oh, okay. Which is um, interesting because before we started, I said, "Oh, this game makes me anxious," and then we played it. and I remember like, "Oh, no, that's good." I kind of anxious. Uh, but the downfall of Pompeii is my game of the month. It's an oh. old game. Uh, I really enjoy the the idea. In the first phase of it, you're like rushing a whole bunch of people into Pompeii and trying to get as many of your family people there. That was the last episode. I'm almost certain the last episode that we released was the review. Oh, for the downfall. downfall of so basically, what I'm doing is just picking the games that uh, we already we reviewed talked about. and telling you that well, I liked them. That or didn't is them. helping make this a quick and snappy episode because we just didn't play as much. And there there have definitely been months where we played much more and didn't do any review episodes. Right. Right. So yeah, it is true. Those were ones that there was a lot worth talking about. Out of the 12 that we played, there were ones that we really did want to talk more about. Yeah, I super enjoyed playing that. Uh, we didn't play a ton, so it's not like it has a ton of competition. But yeah, game of the month for me, Downfall of Pompeii. Yeah, I I like that as well. And I believe what I, what I said on there was that the more that, as time's gone on, the more that we have played it, I'm liking it more. Yeah, I think- It's lighter than it first seemed when we first got it. I think it's cool for a game that old to like stand up against all the other games that we have. Yeah, it's not aesthetically pleasing. There's no Quanchai Moria. No, Restoration Games. I mean, you guys could. Well, one that I think we're getting rid of, speaking of Restoration Games, was Top Race. Yeah, I almost mentioned that uh, because it was kind of cool to play the the predecessor. To Downforce. So this was the original. I just happened to find it. This was a little while ago that I picked it up. Happen to find a new copy of Top Race, which is the game that was restored into Downforce. Downforce is better. They did a great job. And it's not that Top Race is really bad, but when you're comparing the two, it's sort of like, you know what? I agree with all the choices you made there. There were more variants and options and things going on in the original game than I expected. And I think that if I had gotten that original game when it was made, it looked like it was made in the 90s, and it wasn't. It wasn't that old. Uh-uh. Uh, but I would have been pretty impressed with how much came in that box, I think, because I wouldn't have expected that from games. Now I think there's more games and at more common places that offer that kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I think it really did feel like a good first draft of what Downforce is. So well done. Yeah, because it did. it was still like playable and complete, but we didn't, they had paper money, And the betting thing that is the core, the regular main part of Downforce now was like an advanced variant that you could opt to try. So we played the most basic top race uh, version, which was still like I was worth playing. Like I don't regret buying it or playing it. 
but I don't want, I don't need to try the other variants. Cause I thought it was a case where depending on how different they were, depending on how much you liked it, like we could have just kept both. Yeah. Well, and they added the one thing that, that was net new that I recall in, in, in downforce was the asymmetric player powers. And I thought they kind of did a nice job of like summing up the variants in the other game. So instead of having the variants, they had like asymmetric player powers to replace them. I did not do that much analysis of what all the variants were. I mean, it's a loose analysis. Okay. 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 That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, So as usual, what are you looking forward to? Here's the thing. I, I've said this multiple times. Whatever I say I'm looking forward to is never the thing that I actually end up playing. So it feels slightly cursed, even though it's something that is fully within my own control. Yeah. Um, that said, so we, what aren't we going to play? Right. We have a shortened list of the things left to play this year. It's still too long. But you know what? We have played... We've played more games this year in total than we owned when the year started. Oh, so that's something. So in, a, in the sense of play all of your games, like play the sum total number of games you have, we crushed it. We're already past that number. But we just keep getting new but games. We've and we play other games. people's games. We've played other people's games. There's stuff that in our collection now that we will be getting rid of. So there's things we've played and will be getting rid of. So... That is a win, even if literally we did not quite, I don't think we're going to quite get to this list. What just came in from Kickstarter was some new Buttonshide games, and they're all solo ones. Sorry, Aaron. It's the Royal Limited. It's a new solo game. And then expansions for Unsurmountable Expansion Collection and the Food Chain Island Expansion Collection. Okay. And I think that's one, I think that there's, it's very likely I can break the curse and actually get those played. And then it's just a little bit of cult of the new excitement that it just came through the door yesterday, day before. I think I would like to have a curse of my own and what I'm looking forward oh, to. Oh yeah. You want to play curse court. It's going to be so exciting. I wish that's the thing. Like, again, we are traveling as light as possible to PAX. And if we were taking a board game bag, I think I would fill it with three player games and Cursed Court. I don't remember. It's, course, it's Cursed Court. Did I say Court Cursed? I think, I mean, Maybe. I have and I played it extensively at two players, but I don't know. I have no idea if that's official. Yeah, I would put that one, I would put that one in there for sure. Yeah, we also like have three or four house variants that we think are better than the game, but also the base game we've played at two. There is an episode about this further back than I can recall the number for i maybe i'll put it in the episode description where you guys talk about curse court i was not on the episode you don't like it no no so uh yeah well maybe just generally speaking we can at least get a hold of you know we have a lot it's the holidays they're really coming in strong we're starting to have something every weekend and then we also opted into traveling during that time so i don't know that november it's gonna really I'm not sure that it'll be another big gaming month, but I was trying to say that maybe we can at least get a hold of Jason. Yeah. Maybe one day. We'll see. It's going to be tough. Jason, if you're listening. This is the most roundabout way of asking our friend to come play games with us. Hey, Jason. Adam, if you're listening, Jason probably doesn't listen. Can you? Adam, if you could tell Jason that we'd like to play a three-player, or that Aaron would like to play Curse Core with him.
Thank you so much for listening to episode 130. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, X, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com, and you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. Aaron and Adam talked about Cursed Court in episode 19. Honestly, I don't mind Cursed Court, all things considered. They just get so into it that they kind of ruined it for me. The next episode will be a mystery. We usually try to stay a couple episodes ahead, but we've got nothing on deck right now. At the very least, we'll have a Game of the Month episode for November and an episode talking about going to PAXU. Unless you're listening to these in reverse, in which case you have 129 more episodes headed your way, the next two being a review of Downfall of Pompeii and of Moon, which were both mentioned in this episode. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Thank you.